Hey everyone, it's Kevin. Want to wish you a happy upcoming 4th of July. This episode of They Teach That is very similar to last week. Uh, it's a panel discussion that uh, was held at the Florida Scholastic Press Convention. So uh, every year the Florida Scholastic Press awards their statewide journalist of the year. Um, and then uh, in 2017, they started uh, awarding different subcategories. And so one of the subcategories is for broadcast journalist of the year. And so at the 2019 Florida Scholastic Press Convention, which is held every year in Orlando, um, I decided to hold a panel discussion with the three statewide finalists uh, for that Broadcast Journalist of the Year Award. So this was that discussion. It was a 50-minute session that we held uh, at the convention. So there was an audience in attendance, uh, but we had a good discussion. And so I want to share it with you all. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to They Teach That, a podcast uh, about film, television productions in our schools. Uh, I'm Kevin Patterson, your host, and we are here today with three broadcast journalist finalists of the year from the Florida Scholastic Press. So we've got Bryce Brandt from Seminole Ridge High School, Ashley Gonzalez from West Broward High School, and Stephen Lee from Christopher Columbus High School. So really quickly to start off, uh, I want to have the three of you guys just quickly kind of, I know I just said your names, but could you introduce, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself, maybe like uh, uh, a little bit about what you do in your program um, and kind of, I guess, how you got involved with TV production. Just a quick introduction about yourself and, and what you do with your program. Yeah, so I am the sports producer and sports director of uh, our program on our news magazine, WSRH Extra. I produce all um, the sports segments with another um, sports producer. Um, I also anchor, I report, and I also edit the show uh, for our news magazine. And outside of school, I run a lot of the live productions for like football and other sporting events. And so that's basically um, what I do uh, as a part of my or part of my TV production um, program. I'm the main anchor for our monthly show. I'm also the executive producer, so I help produce a lot of the packages and kind of figure out the way that they're going to go together. I kind of do a little bit of everything, not great at everything, just kind of okay. I edit a lot, so that's what I do. And uh, my name is Stephen Lee. I'm a senior at Christopher Columbus High School. I'm the vice president of CCNN Live. Uh, I've been in CCNN Live for four years, and um, I produce packages and I anchor for the, for the show. Okay, so the way I want to kind of do this discussion, and I know we're going to, uh, you know, this will, this, these discussions can kind of take up a lot of time, and we, we're kind of limited with a, just a 50-minute session, so I'll try to kind of move it along and then give us some time for some Q&A, but um, I'm just going to ask a question and let you guys kind of choose how you want to answer it, and if you guys even, like, right. want to ask questions of each other, that's great and awesome, and we can totally do that. Um, so I think my first question would be for you guys... Uh, the three of you were each selected by your advisors, by your programs, as like the top dog. You guys are the, the seniors who were nominated for Broadcast Journalist of the Year, and you're now a statewide finalist. Um, tell me about, like, kind of, I guess, your path to being kind of the leader in your program that you are. Tell me how you got to you know, where you're at, and, and I guess uh, uh, the work that you put into, you feel like, to, to be in the position to where you're going to be recognized tonight. Well, Kevin, to be completely honest with you, I wasn't too involved in my program until last year when I attended STN and FSPA last year, and I saw all these other programs winning. And we actually uh, placed third place in the nation for News Magazine at STN. So after that happened, um, it kind of really like sparked a fire inside of me that like just 
I just want to win and I want to be very competitive and push all my other, um, my other teammates uh, to do even better. And so I, I've really kind of grown since freshman year where I didn't really know anything uh, and I, didn't, I really wasn't a leader until um, just recently, uh, senior year, when I took on multiple officer positions and now here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was more gradual for me. Like him, I kind of went into it my freshman year not really knowing what I was doing and not really caring that I didn't know what I was doing. And then gradually something clicked, I guess, but I kind of started doing packages, you know, making these packages, finding stories. And as I went into my junior year, I really, really started to get into it and I realized that I really liked it. So I started helping producing our monthly show. And then this year, I guess I'm president of the club and I, I still help produce the monthly show. I still love teaching little, like, the freshmen, the sophomores, and the juniors how to do better, and I, I'm always there, so I guess that kind of shows. Yeah, and similarly to these two, um, I wasn't really very involved for my first two years of high school. I went to FSPA, kind of showed up, helped around, but I was never really a monumental part to the team until my junior year. I really put my head down and started grinding my workout, and that was how I got to the position I am today. Yeah. So. Um, that, that's kind of where I started too, um, but after, not like, while, we're, while we were competing, um, I really fell in love with, and I, I got a passion for storytelling. I had told like countless stories of, you know, charities that are helping out the community, giving away free bicycles. I told, I presented issues, and we've, I've just kind of fell in love with that, kind, that uh, whole side of storytelling, and um, that's what really, um, kind of encouraged me to do better work and motivate others to do better work so that we're better as a publication. Yeah, I think the drive comes a lot from being in a place, like for me, South Florida, I think all of us are from South Florida, yeah. that there's so many stories to tell. Like I never run out of places to go and find a story, either a person or a place or like a festival or something like that. There's just always something and I always want to be there and learn about it. Yeah, that's just one of my main mentalities. No matter where you go, there's always a story to tell and being able to put that up and show everybody these amazing stories is just one thing that broadcast really allows us to do. What was something that, or what, what would you say for, I guess, you guys, what was like the moment or maybe a project or something that you worked on that, I guess, may, it might have like really sparked your interest? Or, or was there maybe like a moment where you realized, this is what I want to do, uh, you know, with my time in high school or, or even like as a career? Um, like this is something I'm really interested in. What was that moment or maybe like a certain project where you realized I'm all in? Uh, you know, for me, I mentioned uh, Jack the Bike Man, uh, which is a charity. Uh, it's a guy who was very suicidal back in his, um, when, when he was an alcoholic. Then he, the, a little boy, um, rode his bike on the sidewalk and I guess his chain broke or something like that. And Jack, uh, this alcoholic, he went and he helped and he fixed the chain uh, for the little kid's bike. And um, yeah, and so that kind of really inspired me because he told it and now he gives away thousands and thousands of bikes every single year to underprivileged kids for Christmas. And it's, it's just like, it made me realize like how much of an honor it is to tell their story. Um, so that, that's kind of what inspired me and really sparked my interest was that one story where I was like, man, it's just such a privilege to be able to tell their story. I think for me, it wasn't a particular story. Um, the first time I was an anchor for our show, I, we have to write the script. So I was sitting there with my friend and we were writing the script and I was watching all of these packages that everyone else had made that I wasn't really like familiar with. And I was like, 
wow, this is really cool. This is like, these are really good. And they're putting the story together really well. I don't know how to do that. And then I was putting the story together through anger tosses. I was saying, this is going to this, and this is why we did this story, and it's important, and you should listen to it. And then saying that out loud just like made me realize why they're important and why I want to do the stories. For me personally, it was more of a, a moment than a story. I was doing a community feature on a small little kite festival that really didn't seem like anything important. And we interviewed one of these old guys who were flying a massive kite. And we talked to him for like five minutes, interviewed him, just told us about the kite, told us about the festival. But then afterwards, he, he asked me, can we cut the recordings? Like, yeah, of course. And he told us this amazing story of depression, loss, um, love, and how flying kites saved his life. And that's what brought him to the festival. And it was just an amazing story. And that was when I really knew that storytelling was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Cool. So it seems like a lot of the, the people that we have in the room that are listening to you guys right now um, are kind of from your schools that you're supporting you guys um, yeah. based on the crowd cheers. Like really quickly, how many people from Seminole Ridge High School? <laughs> Wes Broward. <laughs> and Christopher Columbus. But I, you know, imagine maybe there's someone that's sitting in here that maybe isn't even from your guys' school. I just wanted to come hear what you guys had to say. There are probably kids sitting in this room right now that are interested in, like, thinking, hey, this is something I want to maybe, you know, compete for. I might want to put myself up for is to be one of the, the journalists of the year, maybe broadcast journalist or maybe multimedia journalist or something. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a prestigious recognition that FSPA offers. Uh, what, how have you guys from, I guess, when you were freshmen till now, how would you say you have really changed and evolved over these past few years? Um, because, you know, if there's like a freshman or sophomore who were sitting in here, or even a freshman and sophomore who decided to listen to this episode and decided, all right, this is something I really want to pursue. Can you tell us about kind of how you have changed as a person, as a student, um, and, and just whatever way you can think of, how have you guys evolved over the course of high school? Because high school is a time in life where you really, you, you go through a lot of changes. Like a lot happens in your life. You become a whole different person from when you enter to when you guys are about to graduate. Tell us how you become the person you are now. So I really was not involved, actually freshman, sophomore, and most of my junior year. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't involved most of high school, but yeah, so then my advisor, um, Mr. Wright, he pushed me, he pushed me to um, get more involved, to apply for all these different things. And so just recently I won a $5,000 scholarship because he pushed me to apply. And so what I'm trying to get at is I, because of um, just like that motivation, I have been a lot more involved applying this stuff um, such as Broadcasting Journalist of the Year, such as the scholarships, uh, running for officer positions. And, you know, I feel like it has really matured me as a person and just made me um, a more, a better storyteller overall and more of a leader, so. I think the biggest thing that's changed for me is just I actually learned drive and hard work. I, everyone says it, but I've kind of realized that you really do have to work hard to get what you want. I never would have imagined myself applying for this. I always knew about it and I was like, I wouldn't even apply. It's not a question of whether or not I would get it. So I think just learning that when you actually really like something, you want to do it. Like I never understood why people like 
practice for sports. I, I always hated like soccer practice. I didn't understand like people were excited for practice. I didn't get that because I didn't like it. So once I understood that like this is something that I want to do, you actually want to learn to do it, it's going to help you succeed more because it's what you want to do, not just you're doing it because you're doing it. Well, definitely when you, when you know you want to do something, it's really important to just work hard and stick to it. There's no cutting corners. There's no excuses. I, I was always a slacker. And it wasn't until Omar Delgado, my moderator, really told me, like, hey, you have something here, you can, you can do something with this, that it motivated me to really start working hard. Yeah, that's the same thing that kind of happened for me. Um, he he kind of he just told me one day, like, listen, like, you, you got what it takes to be broadcasting and journalist of the year. Why don't you apply? Why not you? And then that kind of forced the question upon me, like, why not me? So, you know, I, I never even thought I was, like, of applying even before he said that. And then I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And, uh, I, and I got it. So, <laughs> or, so, but, like, when you guys started high school, what were you like as a freshman? Um, to kind of give people an idea of, like, because when, when, I know when I was in high school, and I, you know, I had upperclassmen I looked up to, and, you know, like, I, I saw where I was, and I saw where they were, and I thought, huh, you know, like, how do I get there? And it helps to understand the path that, that other people take and where they were at some point and where they ended up and to kind of understand that. How were, like, what were you guys like as freshmen, and, and how would you say that you have, um, I guess, like, you, how, how is that person that you were as a freshman differ from how you are today? Um, you know, I, as a freshman, I, I kind of was a lot more quiet. I was a lot more to myself. Um, and then, but as I've matured throughout high school, um, you know, I was, I was like a lot like a lot of these people in this room, um, just quiet to myself. I did my work and that was pretty much it. But as I've progressed throughout high school, I think I've matured and become a better person today um, because I'm able to um, make more friends and become a leader and do all this other stuff. And that's really helped me throughout. Yeah, I was... The exact same. I was absolutely quiet. I didn't talk to anyone. And I kind of, I did what I had to do. So I wouldn't say I was a slacker, but I always only did what I had to do, never really above. I agree. And I started, once I started doing these things, I started talking to people and I realized that I liked talking to people, which I had never known before because I never really tried it. So I started talking to random people, which I really like. So that really shaped me in the person I am today, which I just love talking to people, which obviously works out for this perfectly. And it just... I, I'm more outgoing easily, and I'm, I like to overachieve. I like to go above and beyond what I just have to do. For sure, from being a freshman to now, I'm a completely different person. I was unmotivated. I kind of acted entitled. I would do minimal effort work and be super confused when I wasn't recognized for it. And just the realization that you have to put effort into everything you do to receive awards and to be recognized. That's what changed me into the person I am now. What would you want um, an underclassman, let's say like maybe an eighth grader or a ninth grader who is, you know, maybe they've, they're a year into your program or they're about to like start your program, like start the program at your school uh, next year. What would you want to tell them? What would you want them to, to know and be aware of uh, you know, before they start high school or, or as they're kind of maybe finishing up their first year and, and have their upperclassmen years to look forward to, what would you want those you know, young 14, 15-year-old kids to be aware of and know that you feel like you wish you had known when you were their age? I tell them to get as involved as possible. Um, you know, 
uh, go to all the competitions, do everything you can because uh, that's something that I regretted um, freshman and sophomore year was not uh, trying my absolute best and on every single thing that I did because I feel like I'd be a lot better of a, a student journalist today. Um, if I would have had the same work ethic that I have now, um, all four years of my high school career, I feel like I would have been um, a lot better of a storyteller. Um, that being said, you know, we don't do news at our school. We don't do news all four years, but I feel like it still would have definitely helped me as far as editing, shooting, and uh, even reporting, so. Yeah, I would definitely just say do not waste any time at all. As soon as you get in there, just start trying things out because the sooner you find out what you really, really like, the sooner you can get better and better and better at it. Four years is not a lot of time. I started a little late, and that makes it even less time, and it goes by so fast, especially when you're doing all this stuff and it's nonstop and you're always working because you're trying to make the most of that time. So I would just say don't waste any time. Do everything you can. Try something out even if you don't think you're going to like it. It doesn't hurt to try it out and find your groove. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the key here that we're all saying is make the most of your years it only happens once. You'll only be a freshman once. You'll only be a sophomore once. And don't be afraid to shoot ideas out just because you're a freshman or a sophomore. Every, everyone has great ideas, and everyone can do great things no matter the age. 100%. I agree. So, um, all right, let's, uh, what, what is something that you guys have, what, all right, what, what is like a technique that you now use, I'd say, in your work? Um, or something, a skill that maybe you've learned that you would like to let freshmen know, hey, this is something you need to be doing with your work right now. And, and whether that's in, in uh, I know you guys are up for broadcast journalist of the year, but even like in, in filmmaking, just anything in, in the video realm, what is something in your four years of high school that you've learned to pick up on skill-wise that you want to tell people, hey, this is something I do with all of my, pro or with maybe not all my projects, but most of my projects, I make sure I do this in it, or I do this part, and I do this really, really well, and What's something that you would want them to know uh, to do in their work to make sure that they're executing well? Well, Kevin, to be completely honest with you, I'm, the one thing I want people to know is something that I don't do. Um, you know, I'm not very proficient when, when it comes to making graphics. Um, and I feel like when you make uh, very like, um, animated graphics, it kind of just pushes your work over the edge of um, great and excellent, if that makes any sense. Um, I think it just makes it look a lot more polished and um, you just gotta learn how to, it, it's a process. After Effects isn't the easiest um, program to use, so I would start earlier. My thing, I don't think it's a technique necessarily, but I think one of the basic things is people aren't comfortable when you go up to them and ask them if you can interview them. They're yeah. not like, okay, yeah, I'll talk about this. Um, even someone who's like, running something like running a festival running a store they're why are the, why is this kid doing this this has never happened to me so I've, I've always made sure to talk to them and like not even about broadcast it's like hey what's your store about tell me i do this this is what i do um i hope you're comfortable with me doing this and i hope like that they're comfortable when they answer you because when they're comfortable they start telling you more stories they start telling you more personal things that you can really drive into the story and make it better 
Yeah, and that's something that really takes like reps. Like you really have to like yeah, practice at doing yeah, that. Um, you know, just practice like talking to people and and and, and asking them questions and. And you know, even asking people for interviews, like you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and, and feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. to really understand. So, but yeah, getting rep, yeah, because that's not really that isn't the skill set you can really tell people. You can't tell people, yeah. hey, here's do this. Here's your checklist of what to do to do this well. You just got to like practice it to to <laughs> kind of gain that as a skill set yourself. So, percent. Yeah, I think number one. You should put your foot in every single category. Whether if you think you're just an editor, if you think you're just a camera guy, try anchoring. Or if you're just an anchor, you should be able to film and edit. It's you have to be able to know to, how to do everything to really succeed. And then second is one thing that my teachers have taught me through the four years, and I haven't really stuck to it to my junior and senior. And it's prepare, prepare, and over prepare, because things are gonna go wrong, curveballs are gonna be thrown at you, and you have to be able to hit every time. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't you can't be a, a, a you can't be a great student journalist if you are just pretty on camera and you don't know how to edit or uh, write a script or you don't know how to um, do any of those other um, skills like work a camera, edit a package. If you the only thing that you're good at is um, being a pretty face on camera, then you have a lot of work to do. So, all right. So. I, I, Bryce, I like what you mentioned about how the your best advice as far as like it's something to, for kids to know how to do is something you don't know how to do. What's a failure that you would say you guys have experienced that you want other people to learn from? Because one of the big things is like smart people, you know. <laughs> I don't know what I did. That was funny, but okay. No, um, no you just brought us a memory. All right, all right. Um, Smart people will, will you know, try things, make mistakes, and they learn from their failures, right? But really smart people learn from not only their failures, but the failures of other people. And so for you guys, what is something that maybe you tried at, you failed at, or that you just did the wrong way and realized, crap, like I, but, you know, I really did that wrong and, from, and since then have really known, like, okay, I need to, you know, I, now I know how to do this. What's something that you perhaps failed at or just, just fell short on that you would want other people to know, hey, here's the mistake I made, don't make this mistake, learn from this mistake or learn from this failure. Man, I, I made a huge mistake at STN um, in Seattle. That's what everyone is laughing about, is I probably made the best uh, spot feature I've ever made in my entire life. And, yeah, and um, you know, and we exported it out probably 10 minutes early. We watched it, we noticed an error, so we went back and fixed it. And then we exported it out again, and we only had a few minutes left. When we, once we were done exporting, we put it out on the flash drive. It took too long, and I missed deadline. I have never missed deadline for anything in my entire life. And, you know, it really, it, your failures is what teaches you to be better. Uh, because if I did not have to learn that lesson, um, you know, I feel like this made me a better journalist. It definitely sucked, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, if I could go back, 15 seconds is how much I missed by. I was literally saying about to drop the flash drive in and they took it away. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking, but at the it same- take you 15 seconds to drop it? Well, it, it, we, I was about to unplug and then drop uh, it, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's what taught me. You know, it, de it was definitely a sucky um, lesson to learn, but it definitely taught me how important deadlines are and um, you know, you just you just got it. You got to stick with it because 
man, that was disappointing. I don't want anyone to have well, to deal with that. So, that. so aside from just don't miss deadline, what did you do wrong that you could have done differently? And, and it, rather than just the generic, like, well, I get it done earlier, but, like, what could you have done differently in that situation? Well, if, if uh, we, we definitely could have, um, if we would have edited it a little bit more efficiently. Um, so that's why uh, when you're practice editing uh, your news packages and such, you gotta you gotta do it the most efficient way possible because seconds count. So um, it's very important um, to be very efficient when you're editing a package. So that way it gets done faster, um, less steps for you, and uh, you can go on to polishing other things. What what would more efficiently look like? Um, and I'm probing you a lot on the, on your answer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, even if it's like uh, knowing how to use every single tool, um, there, there's definitely multiple ways to do one thing, and especially in Adobe Premiere. Um, if you can just learn the fastest way to do it, uh, then you're, you, that's, the, that's how you're doing it proficiently. <laughs> I had a curiosity on that. What was the mistake that you noticed when you, so you said you had it exported, and then you went to notice the mistake. What was the mistake? So we plugged we uh, we plugged all our B-roll in and you know had our NAT sounds and everything looked perfect, great lower thirds and all that. Um, but then when we, we watched it again, we, we happened to watch it after we exported, which was one of our mistakes. Um, so after we exported, we watched it full screen, all that, and um, and we noticed there's a black hole. There's a black hole in the middle, and and so I think what might have happened is we might have hit Command Z and it took away a piece of uh, B-roll, and um, yeah, and so when we saw that, we we're like, there's no way we can leave that in there. Like, you know, I'm still talking on my voiceover, but there's no, nothing on the screen, and it, it just it wasn't gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, my mistake was also at STN. Um, I made it in, but <laughs> I, my, I I didn't mean that. But I'm just saying. Just no one's worried, just so no one's worried, just so you guys know, um, but, so I, listen, I was anchor team, and I just had absolutely no time before to go look for a location, like, I could not find the time at all, and it was, like, on my mind all the time, I was like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and then we get our prompt, we write it really fast, and then we're like, okay, what are locations? And we went from, I don't know who's been there, we went from the Hyatt to Pike's Market in the grass, right behind there. We set it up, the back was blown out, there was wind, and we were like, there's no time to go and look for another location, and that might not work out, and then it's a whole thing, so we're just gonna do it here. And we use wireless labs, and I, I learned how to use them like a couple weeks before, so I set them up, and we're doing it, and then all of a sudden it's, when was it due? 12, 12.30? All of a sudden it's what, like 11.50 maybe? We haven't gotten it done, it was only one take, and we still haven't gotten a good take, and then the diffusion's in the shot. The audio's, you know, the audio's not good. And it was 12, it was like 12, 10, and I was like, let's just do it, let's get a good take, and that's it. I, we can't do anything about it. And then I sit down there on the grass with my laptop, and I start editing it, and I'm like, okay, who's gonna, who's gonna jolt, bolt it to me with the hotel, because I'm not, you know, I'm not risking this. So I, I export it, this kid grabs it out of my hand and just takes off. He made it there in like seven or eight minutes. We made it on, like, right on the time, but my, my moral is find a location before and make sure that audio, lighting, that it's all going to work out because there's always going to be something. Prep, prep is definitely yeah, key. Yeah, preload as much as you can. Like, like yeah. think through all the steps early on that you can before you actually go and do the practice. Mm -hmm. Prep is definitely key and very important. <laughs> yeah. For me, 
similarly to these two, it was at STN, except this was Nashville. Um, I was more in the shadows my junior year than I was now, than I am now. But we had been practicing for Crazy Eight News Magazine. We had won it two years before, back to back, and we were trying to get the title back. And we practiced all year. We worked so hard. And then when the prompt comes out, we did what we had to do. We filmed our packages. But my biggest mistake was I didn't help as much as I could have. And I didn't apply myself and help the team where I could have helped. And when we, when we lost, I felt personally responsible for not putting my abilities into the final product. To me, it was more like not, not putting as much effort into that moment as you felt like you could have. Definitely. There's always more work you can put into things. Yeah. But hey, at least you need that luck. Let's look ahead towards the future a little bit. What are, what, what are your guys' plans after high school? Uh, so I'm going to be attending the University of Central Florida. I'm going to be a knight, and uh, I'll be studying um, journalism with a minor in sports. Um, you know, sports is just something, I'm a sports producer, sports director, and we do like the live streams at our school. It's just something that um, I feel like it's kind of my niche, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm going to be at UCF too, majoring in communications. I, I'm not sure if I want to go into journalism yet, but I know I want to be with people, so... I'm just kind of going into that to have a really good choice to pick from. And I'm going to the Florida International University in Miami. I'm going to be studying business marketing, which sounds kind of weird, but I'm going to keep my broadcast side going and hopefully start up some sort of digital media company in college. Cool. Awesome. So, um, so for the most part, I mean, because in marketing, you kind of give yourself the option to go into a variety of things, but for the most part, you guys are still, you guys are all still looking to, to uh, continue on what you've gained, your, the skills that you've gained in media production. Um, I guess what, what makes you want to do that? What makes you decide like, hey, this is something I really want to continue pursuing. This is something I want to still be a part of my life. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I didn't know that I wanted to do this until probably a few months ago. Um, I, my entire family is full of firefighters. And I just wanted to be just like them. But when I was nine years old, I had a massive stroke. And I don't know if you guys can kind of see, or by the way I walk, but I have a brace on my leg. And right now, it's just, it wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do it. And so my TV production program at our school is really, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And being in um, that TV production program has shown me that um, this isn't, couldn't be a backup plan. It's, more likely my destiny, if that makes any sense, because everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah, my, like I keep saying, I just really like people, and I think that's the best way to put myself in an area where my only option is to help people or talk to people or just learn stories. So I, that's just automatically kind of what I drift towards, because I had no idea what I was doing until I applied to UCF and they asked me for my major, and that just kind of clicked, communications, so. For me, it's the passion of creativity and being able to express yourself in whether it's broadcast or print or through infographics, it's all creativity and I've always been like a creative person. So being able to outlet that into like something that can be a career is my love for journalism. Okay, so you guys are finishing up four years of high school and 
and high school is a, an experience because you are you're entering you're kind of learning to become an adult and you've got all these different clubs all these different things you can kind of choose to be involved with all these electives you can take um, now that you're going into college you're gonna be freshmen again gonna be back at the bottom of the totem pole and you're gonna go to you're, all three of you guys are gonna go to a whole new campus and you're gonna have to choose what you're gonna be involved with and, and what you're gonna do what's gonna be your approach going into college um, you know, what, what are you guys kind of thinking and feeling like, okay, this is what I need to make sure that I'm doing as I start college. What, what are you, how are you looking to approach the next four years of your life? Well, my approach is going to be very similar to the, what I recommend for all incoming freshmen that are going into high school. Um, get involved with as much as you can uh, because then you will eventually find like, what you believe that you're meant to do. Um, I, you know, I, I recommend that everybody that's going into high school uh, get involved, involved as possible. Um, try out new things, a little bit of everything, and that's just the approach I'm going to take when I go to UCF. Yeah, I think I could say I'm going to try everything and do whatever, you know, even if I don't want to, but I think I'm just going to kind of stick to a couple clubs. I'm going in for summer, so I have kind of more time to just try things out that I know I want to try, and then if that doesn't work out, I think I'm going to just broaden the spectrum, try other things, see if I'm into anything else that I didn't know before. For me, I think college is going to be my, my greatest test that I'm going to encounter in my life so far because I won't have the, the motivation of my moderators pushing me because that's really what powered me through high school. So I'm looking into going to college, hitting the ground running, and keeping my eyes on the prize and doing what I love. Yeah, I will say, so this is the kind of the advice I give to anyone who's asking about college. Um, since you, you talked about like needing that motivator, um, what's unique about college, and this isn't really a question, I'm just kind of saying something here, but what is unique about college as opposed to high school? High school, you come in and like, you get these announcements about every club that's having a meeting and, and like, everyone's on the same schedule. You all go to class periods the same time of day. College isn't like that. Everyone's on a totally different schedule. Um, you, know, some, you have classes at different times, different people. You have chunks in the day where you have, like, you know, I've got four hours till my next class. Um, and you don't always know about all the different clubs. There aren't like announcements being fed to you about, hey, this club meets here. So you're not, there are some things that exist on a college, especially a big college campus. There are things that organizations and clubs and opportunities that will exist that you won't learn about till your senior year um, because you're going to, you know, that you're going to find out about. And you're going to be like, what? why didn't I know about that as a freshman? And you get, you know, it's kind of infuriating. It's like, man, I would have taken advantage of that all of college. So you really do have to seek out the opportunities and you just you have to kind of um, put yourself out there and it can be scary it can be a little uncomfortable because it's like well I'd rather just sit in my dorm and watch Netflix um, but you really do have to put yourself out there and you really uh, have to kind of seek those those chances out so um, so with that I want to say thank you guys very much for your time and we've got a uh, so since we're kind of time crunched on this session what I want to do is I want to give a chance for some Q&A and I realize we do have a lot of people that are your guys' classmates, so they might not necessarily want to ask you as a classmate a question, but um, hopefully with as many kids as we have in this room, that you guys are interested in asking questions. So I want to give you guys a chance to, to ask any questions uh, of these three, um, maybe anything that they've done, about, done in high school or, or anything that they, um, just about you know, where they are today, and uh, I don't know, just anything that you guys are curious about. And so if you have a question, uh, since we're trying to record a podcast here, I'm going to have you come up over here and, and you know, talk into my phone, my microphone, and, uh, and I can answer that. So, 
Hi, I'm Sarah Kaufman from American Heritage. And um, what is the most important thing you've learned through journalism? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different important things that I've learned through, throughout journalism. Um, probably the most important is uh, just to never give up. If, if there's a story um, that you know you really want, you're going to have to fight to go get it. Um, I'll give an example. There is this local charity in Wellington. Uh, it's called Big Dog uh, Animal Shelter. It's Big Dog Ranch. Um, it is very, very hard to get in contact with them for whatever reason. And, but if you know that you want to tell that story and you, and you want to be able to tell it well, then just don't give up. But at the same time, you've got to have, uh, have um, empathy for those that you're interviewing um, because you don't want to cross that line. So that's the advice I'd give. Yeah, I think the most important thing I've learned is everyone has a story. You see people walking around, you never think about it. But no one has just glided through life. Everyone has things that they've gone through, things that they've learned, something that they can teach you. So just keep in mind that your teacher isn't just a teacher. That person on the sidewalk isn't just that person. They've gone through something. They're human. For me personally, I think the most important thing is integrity and adaptability. And those two things go hand in hand in the sense that when you're doing a story, you may have like preconceived biases. And you have to be ready to tell that story with no bias, no filter. And the way adaptability plays into that is if you have an idea of what a story is going to be and you're ready to tell it without bias, but then you go and you learn new things, you have to be able to adapt on the spot and be able to tell the story the way it is. Thank you. Um, Say your name and where you're from. I'm Leah Gonzalez. Um, and from Gulf Breeze High School. Um, what is your opinion on risk-taking as um, a journalist? And also, what is, your, um, what is the biggest risk you think you've ever taken? Um, hmm. what, what, what do you mean by risk-taking? Um, like, say, maybe, from my opinion, like, there's more of a story that shouldn't be told, like, not shouldn't be told, but, like, that people are afraid to tell. Okay. Um, like I said, um, you know, if, if you really want, it's very important to tell that story, um, because that, if you think that needs to be told, then go ahead and tell it, but you need to have empathy. Uh, I'll give an example. Um, like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, if you're going to go report on that school, you got to be very, very careful um, and have empathy for those that you're interviewing so you just you don't cross that line. Um, you know, you give them their space, you know, you be respectful and you do everything you need to do to for, for them to walk away, you know, not offended at all. Yeah, I think risk-taking is good in that sense of a story that people think you shouldn't tell because it's a sensitive topic. Um, I think you should. I think every story is worth telling, because if no one told the stories, no one would know. And like what he said, you just need to go in with no bias, and you do need to be very, very careful. You need to really think about it before you go in with your writing and the questions that you're going to ask. You need to think, how would I feel if I were being asked this question? Would I be offended? Would I be, you know, would something happen? Would I be uncomfortable? So that's the only thing that you need to be careful with. So I wouldn't be a risk taker with the questions, but with the story, I think always go for it. Yeah, and not only your interviewees, but you have, to be, you have to be empathetic with the audience. You don't want to just be throwing things in people's faces, just like, this is what you have to believe. You have to present yourself in a way respectfully, and that's, I think, a way you can get around risk-taking and make it more positive. Okay. Cool. Yeah, all right.
Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah. Uh, I'm Craig Insko from Seminole Ridge High School, and my question is, um, what are some obstacles you guys have had to overcome, and have those obstacles made you guys want to quit? Um, you know, I, back in sophomore year, I remember I almost quit my uh, TV production the next year uh, because of the people that I worked with. You got to surround yourself with the people that, you know, you aspire to be, if that makes any sense. Um, because if you work with the wrong people, they will bring you down, and, it, and you'll have to, like, carry them on your back, if that makes any sense. And that's not fun for anyone. So you just got to surround yourself um, with the people that you want to be like, and um, you should be fine. That, that's, what, that, that's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I think a big obstacle for me was just learning how to like, communicate with everyone and like, ask someone for an interview, call a place and ask if you can film there. Like, little things like that that you, kind of, you don't want to do it in the moment, and then you have to do it, and then you're doing it again, and it's like... The other person doesn't want to do it, you're like, fine, I'll do it. And you start kind of getting over it, but that was a big thing for me, like, since I was so shy, I didn't want to, like, go up and ask someone for an interview. I thought they were going to be, like, rude. I don't know. So that was a really big thing for me. The biggest obstacle for me, I would say, is fear of failure. And not necessarily failure in losing, but failure in maybe you make a package and you think it's really good, and then you turn it in. And your moderator's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's one of those things where it'll tear you down and it'll, it'll play a really big role into your next package that you do and it'll kind of get heavy on your shoulders, but you can't be afraid of submitting your next work and because eventually it'll get better and better and you'll stop getting as many criticisms. Yeah. Um, okay, so my name is Karina Vasquez. Um, I go to West Broward High School and I was asking, since this is such a subjective you know, thing that we do and it's, it's always based on opinions, I want to say how do you uh, deal with that and how do you still write the story that you want to write or need to write and like overcome that obstacle? It's very, very important um, to keep your bias out of it. You are a journalist, not an activist. Um, you need to keep your opinions out because you don't want, you don't want to be seen as untrustworthy, if that makes any sense. Um, as a journalist, when I go on into my career, that is one of the things that I'm going to hold true to me, um, is to keep all bias out and just report the news and let people develop their own opinions and not tell them what to think. Yeah, going off of what he said, I find it really hard, in, especially commentaries, but also reporting, just to not, like, kind of slip my opinion in there, maybe, like, in between the lines, and I don't really, I can't really tell, but then Mr. Farrell will watch it and he'll be like, this is, you can't send this in, You're, this is what you want, this is not what people want to hear. So, I think it's really, I, I'm going off of what you said, that's perfect, because I, I just, I get really biased about things, and you have to know, like, when you're being objective, when to be objective, and when to have, like, a certain opinion about things, whether it be political, which you can't really do, but you can have an opinion towards saying, like, in a commentary, this shouldn't happen, and that's kind of a well-known thing, but you're stating it as a fact. When reporting, you're saying, like, oh, I want this to happen, and you can't say that. You have to just tell them what happened and why. Yeah, and one thing that I definitely faced, and like I talked about earlier, um, is kind of not being afraid to adapt. Uh, I, I, I feel like in my four years, I've learned that print is a lot more what's really happening. And broadcast, you can kind of get lost in the storyboarding and the filming, and just having one like preset that you're ready to make a video about. 
you have to be able to go ask questions and find out what the real story is. Thank you. Cool. Another question? All right, we are cutting down to we've got three minutes technically, but there aren't there aren't any sessions right after this. So if we go a few minutes over, that's okay. But we only got a few minutes left in the, the allotted time. Uh, my name is Sarah Lyons. I'm from West Broad High School. And a question that I have for all three of you is that since you all want to do something like this in college and like continue to do this for a long time, what are some steps that you're taking to make sure that you get to where you want to be? I'm I'm building the crap out of my resume. I tell you what, I, I feel I feel like every single package I do, I'm trying my absolute best to make it even better than the last one. Uh, so that way I can throw it into my demo reel and just improve my demo reel so that. Um, you know, people that are willing to give me internships or um, anyone that's like that um, would, would be impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing everything into my resume, absolutely. Like, any national state award that I get, I'm putting it in there, and I'm making sure that that video, that one that award, is something that I want the colleges to see. It's something that I'm really proud of, not just something I made so that I could put it on my resume. So that's really important to me, and I'm also just continuing to practice writing a lot because writing is going to be bigger to me in college than video. So I've been working on my writing a lot and making sure that I perfect that. Yeah, definitely. And, and more than just that, I'm making sure I'm following what I, what I love. I know that journalism is my passion and that broadcast is my passion. And it's one of those things where you can't lose sight of that. You have to stay focused and you can do what you want to do as long as you work hard and stay to it. Okay, I think I saw one more hand at some point. Yeah, come on up here. Let's make this the last question. Maybe one more if uh, we have another one after this. Uh, my name is Josh Lederberger from West Broward. And my question is, as storytellers and people that are going into the field of journalism, is it discouraging to see like how a lot of the stories on mainstream media are like very like not meaningless but it's all about like celebrity drama things that don't actually affect people's lives and how do you maintain the motivation to keep telling stories that are actually meaningful and actually have an impact on people's lives as opposed to that kind of I wouldn't say that um, that kind of celebrity um, nonsense is what's um, like discouraging me I would say uh, with all that's going on with uh, fake news and um, journalists in general just being discredited, that, that's pretty discouraging because you, know, you want to be seen as trustworthy and when you can't be seen as trustworthy, then um, you, you have a problem um, with telling your story. Yeah, I think the part about that's discouraging, it's just kind of, it's two extremes. It's either everything about politics or everything about like pop culture. There's, I don't see a lot of in-between, like stuff that we do, like stories. So I think that's the most discouraging thing, that everyone's kind of focused on, not necessarily the wrong things, but they're too focused on two things that aren't, like, that are completely separate from everything on the spectrum. Yeah, similar to any relationship, a journalist has a relationship with his audience. And you have to be able to build trust and slowly ease into being trustworthy. And a lot of journalists have lost that trust with the, all the fake news scandals going on. So it's really just a matter of understanding that I won't be trusted at first, and being able to build that trust over time. That's a great way to put it. All right, thanks. I would also add that uh, if you want to see, you're right, like there aren't probably as, there's not as much, that's, they're, they're, we're not seeing as many stories probably just focusing on things that are happening in real life in people's lives. It is a lot of kind of just drama sometimes that we see in the news. And uh, hopefully you guys have, are familiar with Steve Hartman and the Everybody Has a Story segments. Yeah, you've been showing those, fantastic. 
that is just a great example of like stories that just I mean they're profiles but that tells you real life people and just average ordinary people and where those stories exist and, and that's definitely something we need probably more of so one last question no okay fantastic thank you everyone you've been a great audience thank you to you three